Hey guys, this is Brittany Chaos, and you know you love it. You are listening to Oklahoma's favorite podcast, The Elijah Bailey Show. The Elijah Bailey Show is sponsored by Blacken Studios, OKC's premier podcasting company. If you have passion, motivation, and you love podcasting, contact Blacken Studios at podcast at blackenstudios.com. Be sure to follow them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat at Blacken Studios. Remember, it's Blacken. The Elijah Bailey Show is also sponsored by. Bailey Martial Arts Institute. If you're looking for a martial arts school that focuses on core family values that's affordable and has quality, competent instruction, then go down to 2201 West Edmond Road, Oklahoma, 73003, and see Mr. Elijah Bailey himself. Three, two, one. All right, folks, this is Elijah Bailey here coming in with this intro because me and Richard on Sunday recorded a phenomenal episode with our special guest today. So without further ado, I'm going to get to this show right after I tell you about our latest sponsor, Ripped Apparel. If you go to www.rippedapparel.com, you can find all pop culture, comic book, and anime themed t-shirts for the low, low price of $11. Now, typically Ripped Apparel has shirts on a 24 hour basis. If you put in the promo code Elijah Bailey show with the W, you get 10% off. Now that just doesn't go to the 24 hour shirts, but any apparel that they have on their website, you get 10% from this show. We love you. You love us. So why not give you a discount? So make sure to go to Ripped Apparel and use our promo code Elijah Bailey show. Also, like to give a shout out to the Extraordinary Journey of a Black Nerd group on Facebook, Black Nerd Squad, Black Nerd Problems, MyFantasySportsTalk.com, where you can read all of my comic book articles and entertainment articles. Also, Podcasting Smarter and the OKC Podcast Community. And stay tuned. Next week, I have the biggest shot of a bitch of the week for you guys. Without further ado, let's get to episode 77 of Oklahoma's favorite podcast, The Elijah Bailey Show. Elijah 5000, out. everybody this is elijah bailey and i I gotta say that i have a new name now because uh we did an episode of the gamer stand podcast where we talked to everybody picked three video game characters who they thought were the most badass characters then the group debated your three characters down to one and then all four of them went head to head and it wasn't just strength who is the most badass video game character and in the midst of that podcast we started talking about all the podcasts that i have and Richard was so nice saying that I have 5,000 podcasts, so my new name is Elijah 5,000. Just like Andre 3,000, <laughs> I had to, had to go ahead and take that. So, But <laughs> the gamer stand, uh, how can we say this? They just didn't do well yesterday. Uh, uh, in all defense. <laughs> um, Don't do that. What? We were victorious. <laughs> Don't all defense them. I, I'm, no, in, in all defense... Uh, Elijah Bailey show did come on top. Yeah. And uh, wait a second. So we have two shows together. The Black Box Black and Box, Elijah Bailey show came out on top. And Elijah Bailey came on top. Uh, but just to clear the air, uh, there, <laughs> there is only one king. Okay. <laughs> and it was a king that still lost to me. So I lost one. I didn't lose to you, sir. You lost. All you lost one points, game. Okay. All the accumulated, all the accumulated points. points. Who, you, who's you got, the king? No. Who's you, the king, you, dude? Okay. So let me get this <laughs> on my chest. Don't be No, no, I'm not. Okay. This was the bet. Like, everybody that lost has to go on their show. So I, again, have to submit 
to the God Richard with hey, the yeah. one wing. Don't, he don't, came don't, out. Don't, don't be being disrespectful now, now, boy. No, I'm not. But I'm just saying the God beat me in three out of four games. And one of his favorite, most iconic shows, Gundam, he uh, took that L. I did take yeah. a second place to that one. Yeah. I did but take second that, place. And it, I, I did give you props on that one, dude. It just proves that we are better than the gamer stand. That's <laughs> that all, is true. That is true. John Stone talked mad shit, and it's making me reconsider. I think I want Jeremy on our team <laughs> to go against Red Six going crowd. He came up with losses on every single game. So thank you guys for hosting the fight cast. We hosted on Twitch at the Gamer Stand Podcast. Next time we do one, it'll be hosted from Black and Twenty. Oh no, uh, you changed actually, it. Yes, it'll be hosted on the Buckety. The Buckety the underscore Buckety. Yes, Richard. that's what you can follow me at on Instagram. Instagram, now, yes. follow my personal page. Yeah. So he he finally instilled his his nickname Buck into his Instagram and now it's on Twitch. So mm-hmm. thank you guys who who watched, who commented. Thank you, Wayne Dallas, Wayne Man, for coming out to the show. He also subscribed, rated, and reviewed on iTunes all my podcasts. If you like what I do here, you can also follow Superpower Movie Podcast, a little bit of anime, Hoya the Worry Way Podcast, where we just had a phenomenal episode with Mr. Abdallah Khalid, DB, who talked about the tradition and the heritage of martial arts and Black and Studios, the Black Box. Also follow Krillinet Podcast with Danny and Ify, based out of California. I produce that show. They take Dragon Ball Z episodes and break them down with a guest, a fellow comedian or an actor or a voice actor. And then they also have Krillinet Super, which records every Tuesday on Hyper RPG on YouTube, which you, they go through every Dragon Ball Super episode. Now, that being said, we have to get into the show today because we have a phenomenal guest. She was actually cosplay of the week two, three weeks ago. Uh, she is a sweetheart. She promoted the show. She made a little clip of where I gave her a shout out at the end of the show. We have Brittany. Well, I don't know. I want to give you another nickname, but Brittany Chaos is just, mm, it's got those feelings on there. So I, without further ado, Brittany Chaos is on the Elijah Bailey Show. How's it going, Brittany? It's going good. Oh, man. Thank you for coming on the show. No, no. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Man, so the deal that got me is we've had several guests on the show. Most of them mm-hmm. have their fandoms and things that they enjoy. But you came on, uh, you sent me a message. Thank you for nominating me for Featured Cosplay of the Week. And again, I, you know, being trying to be humble, <laughs> thank you for doing what you do. I love the, the, the deal that caught my eye was the Beerus cosplay. That was phenomenal, along with your other cosplay. And you were like, well, if you ever want, you know, need somebody to talk Dragon Ball Super, I'm available, you know, just let me know and I'll come on. And I was like, oh, man, you're like, I'm all caught up on the show. And with that, that vigor, that passion, I was like, we have to have her on the, on the show. And I think I called Rich. I was like, hey, Buck, we got to have Brittany Chaos on the show. I said, you'll never believe what happened. Go to Instagram. Look at the video clip she made. Yeah, look you were this. super geeked out was, about was, it, which uh, is really cool. And I really do appreciate that, too, Brittany. Oh, not a problem. I, I really enjoy um, being – I'm a big – podcast listener i i definitely am uh, someone who listens to many different podcasts so podcast is like my my thing i always watch you know people watch youtube or whatever but podcast is definitely one so to be featured on a podcast i was just like totally geeked out myself so. <laughs> that is amazing so before we get into and everybody's anticipating us to talk about dragon ball super i want to get your story you know, where are you from? How did you grow up? And what led to you being this phenomenal cosplayer? And what's going to happen um, is you'll have on Patreon, on Facebook, we'll put all the cosplays that were featured before up there just in case people didn't get a chance to see them the first time. So where did you grow well, up? Well, um, I grew up actually in Dayton, Ohio, um, born and raised. Okay. Um, I uh, I got married 
and to someone in the military, and we moved to Georgia, which is where I started cosplaying. Um, they have a big convention there called Dragon Con, so that was the very first mm. convention I ever attended. Oh, okay. And um, the first um, costume I ever built was uh, Deadpool, because I've always just been a huge Deadpool fan. Yes. Um, so going to my first convention, wearing my very first costume, and that was also the, the costumes I made for that convention. I made Deadpool and I made Goku. And I made Green Arrow, like three of my favorite fandoms, basically. Wow. So, and, so let me right, ask you a quick and, question, Brittany, if and, you don't mind. Uh, not to interrupt you, the, yeah. the fabulous story, but this has how my mind works. I have to ask a question now or I'll, I'll oh, forget, forget it. <laughs> um, so okay. you say that was your first con you went to. Did you already like what what? What sparked something in you that made you even want to start having to figure out a costume, start building the costumes and stuff like that? Was it just like okay. you just went down there and just like, well, this is really cool. I want to start doing this or? No. Um, so I'm someone who like eat, lived and breathed for Halloween. And I would always go over the top for Halloween. And I've always just kind of been more on the nerdy side of like, you know, all different types of genres, Star Wars and all that. And so I was telling my husband, I was like, it'd be so much fun to do this more often instead of just only on Halloween. And, and so, you know, we kind of found out about cosplay and I was like, well, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to make some costumes. And I, I was working um, for a company. Um, I was working for Journeys uh, Shoes and I was an area manager for them. And we were going to a big meeting down in Tennessee. That's kind of why I started cosplay. So we were Mm -hmm. going to a meeting down in Tennessee and all the top achieving managers got to go to this. And their theme that year was Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And so they were having costume contests, and that's when I made Deadpool. Was it was for that and for Dragon Con because Dragon Con was like two months later. Okay. And so I, you know, I did over the top costume at this, and that was like my first time like in costume there, and it was just so much fun. And I was, and I always wanted, I've always wanted to go to San Diego Comic Con, but it's just too crazy. And yeah. so I, I was like, well, you know there's got to be more conventions, more local ones. And that's when I had found out about Dragon Con. I was like, well, we'll go to that. And this is kind of how it progressed from there. Now, are you to the point where you're not really, I don't want to say freaked out, but it doesn't surprise you that people are coming up and trying to take pictures with you or asking for your autograph? No, I don't, I don't get too shaken up by it anymore. When I first went to a convention, yeah, it was a little overwhelming, but now I it, to me, it's so much fun now to, like, geek out with another person and be like, yeah, yeah, sure, come on, let's take a picture, you know, especially kids. That's always my absolute favorite. Mm, yes. That's cool. So let me ask you this. Out of all your experiences as far as just interacting with your fans and everything, what was probably one of the most memorable uh, interactions that you can recall? Um, you know, that's a pretty tough question. I've had so many... <laughs> I've got to do so many amazing, amazing things, you know, with cosplay and going in so many different places. But I think probably one of my most memorable ones is I was <clears throat> last year during Halloween. Uh, there's a local convention here in San Antonio where I live um, called Alamo City Comic Con. It's a pretty big convention here in, in the city. And um, I was doing a photo shoot with a friend of mine, another fellow cosplayer, and we did a team cosplay of Catwoman and Poison Ivy. And we were in the middle of a photo shoot. We're in the back parking area, parking garages, because we want that metal look, you know. And Mm -hmm. um, we didn't realize where we were shooting was right behind where all the celebrity guests 
were. So whenever oh. they would go outside to like just get away for a minute or go smoke or whatever, they would come out these doors. Nice. So, uh, so I, <clears throat> as we're walking over there, we run into Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Jason Muse. Oh my <laughs> oh, god. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we just sit, we chat with him for a second, and my photographer's like, you know, I gotta I gotta take a picture of this guy, and he's you know acting hilarious, and so we're like, okay. So then we go and we're starting to take our pictures, and um, Al walks. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but um, he is uh, from Karate Kid. He's uh, the white guy that he fought against. Oh, okay, um, so you're not it, talking uh, about um, uh, Bonaduce. You're talking about uh, uh, the blonde hair. Uh, What's yes, his name? Yes. I forget his name, but that's all. I mean, that's, uh, did he? Uh, he was with Cobra Kai. Did he? Did he sweep the leg? Was he trying yeah, to? Yeah, he swept the leg. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny because you know here I am, you know he's a celebrity, and I'm like, oh, you know, I want to get a picture with him. And he's like, can I get a picture with you guys? You know, and I was like, you want a picture cool. with us? He's like, you guys look awesome. See, uh, I was. So he cool. had his manager come and take a picture of mm. him with us, and I was like, wow, what a cool feeling. Man, see, I was already geeked out for this podcast anyway, and now I'm like, Sue, because now you're you're turning celebrities into fanboys, <laughs> making them <laughs> right. bow down to you. Can I please have your picture? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Fifteen maybe, bucks. Maybe. <laughs> so, okay, here's, here's a question, because I did love the Avatar Korra cosplay. Have you studied any form of martial arts? Because I see one you're doing a kick on while you're bending fire and, and wind and, and water. So have you done martial arts before? No, um, I have not. Um, I, I, no, not really. I was a gymnast, and I was okay, a cheerleader okay. for like 14 years. Oh man! Um, Dedication. So that's kind of where like the kick structure comes from. Nice, because see, I was I was looking at the form. I was like, that's not a bad roundhouse kick, because I do martial arts. So I was like, maybe maybe she has some training to to be pulling out a Beerus and a Goku and an Ollie Queen <laughs> and and all these martial artists or these people that's got some skills. Like maybe maybe she's got some skills. But gymnast and cheerleader. I mean, what? And you've done a Harley Quinn too, so that just goes right in suit. Yeah. So uh, Harley but, Quinn, yes, I love that one. So speaking of the cosplay and um, the different uh, outfits that you have to design and everything, as far as the whole process goes, from thinking about a design, uh, drawing it up, and actually starting on the process, and even actually presenting it at a con, what is probably like the best part for you? Like, what is the part that you really enjoy? Um, well, I can tell you the reason why. Um, the reason why I kind of call myself Brittany Chaos is because the prep time, like whenever I'm prepping a costume, everything in my, in my house is chaos. Like my whole house <laughs> turns to chaos because there is nothing but costume. That's all my focus is, is like eat, live and breathe the costume. My favorite process is that first time, like the first time you step on that floor and you know, if you've done well or not by mm-hmm. how people react. Oh uh, yeah. So that's probably my favorite part when I first get there and what people how many times are you getting stopped? How many times are people, you know, pointing at you? How many times are people coming to talk to you? That to me like okay, I yeah, I did good this time, you know. Nice. That that's my that's my favorite moment when I finally finish it, I put it all on for the first time and I'm going and I get there and just people are like, "Oh, look at that," you know, and I'm like, "Okay." Mm. I accomplished what I was after. Nice, nice. So that feeling of completion. Yeah. 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 Are you going to be? And I, I don't want to. If you don't want to say anything, that's fine. But I want to see if I can get a heads up on the next cosplay uh, that you're creating um, or that you're doing. 
Okay, well, um, I haven't officially announced um, my next costume, but um, I don't mind talking about it. Um, The next convention I have is Memorial Weekend. Um, Alamo has been moved to the end of the month uh, Mm -hmm. instead of being in October. And the person I'm doing, uh, she's she's from the kind of like Arrow, Flash, and DC Legends of Tomorrow series. Okay. Okay. She has really big, ginormous wings. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. She is doing. (laughs) If you can put one and two together, yeah, she's doing Oracle. She's doing. You start naming all this. Uh, So that that's going to be because you did the Oliver Queen, and. How, okay, so okay. And I love that bow and arrow. Oh yeah, like, yeah it's, it's nasty. So it's nasty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you, so you are a big fan of TV shows, and I'm guessing more so the the DC Universe TV shows, correct? Yeah, I do enjoy the DC Universe TV shows. Out of all the shows, out of Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, Arrow, uh, Supergirl, which one is your favorite show? Which one captivates Ooh. you? Mm. <sighs> That's oh, a tough question. We hit a, we're, um, we're hitting nerves I today. To, <laughs> I'd have to say the arrow. Okay, okay. So, did because we're in what season six now? Is that it? Yeah. yeah. How did you like the progression of Oliver Queen from day one on Lee and You all the way up until now, where we have the 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 mayor and now the actual Green Arrow? Yeah. Well, first of all, I was I was beyond stoked when I finally saw the Green Arrow and you know the little like punching bag, mm-hmm. um, arrow tip. Like I, you know, I waited for that moment, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that they are doing it right. You know, they're doing it really pretty close to the comments. Obviously, you know, they're going to dramatize other parts about it, but I definitely love the arc of how he's kind of came into the green era. I liked all the pre stuff. Did, um, did you like I'm all the drama? I'm currently caught up on the most recent season because uh-huh. I've actually been trying to catch up on the Flash and DC Legends and all that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I kind of stopped that until I, I catch up on those parts because I know they all kind of coincide together and I don't want to get ahead yeah. of myself on one. And <laughs> so, so where are you at in, in the Flash? Because for me, the Flash pulls... <laughs> it's, it's so weird because I hear different people. They say they don't like all the drama with Ollie and the rest of the group and him being reserved but the main story started with him being on that island for five years and then you find out Mm -hmm. through the seasons that more stuff happened than what we think with the flash they're like well barry's so stupid he keeps going back in time to fix it but again (laughs) this is the first time that the other flashes are telling him not to do it but this is the first time he's the flash so in a in a in a world where there's people unless there's a lot of fuck it in your system (laughs) <laughs> you might do you might because I, I know Richard wouldn't you wouldn't go back in time that many times you do it once and be like eh. I'll do I don't know man like oh you might I might if it was like super like changing some crucial stuff that would really like fuck with me okay. and I'll be like shit and plus it's some semi-perfectionist that's what oh, would, that's yeah. what would kill me I'll keep going back trying to like whoops and erase your memory. I, I forgot to you know put you this just... on the wall or I, I dropped the eraser or whatever I'll, I'll be constantly going back trying to fix it, and then I'll, I, my world will be so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you feel about it, Brittany? <laughs> I, I, oh gosh, I probably would. I probably would because, unfortunately, my mother's not around anymore. So mm-hmm. if I had the opportunity to go back and save her, I probably would, too. <laughs> See? How, <laughs> Just do it over and over again, no matter what the consequences yeah. were. <laughs> 
Like, oh, Iris doesn't know me. Well, maybe she didn't know me. She didn't even know me yet. Or, well, how far are you in in the Flash right now? Since you're catching up, right? Yeah, right now in the Flash, I'm um, mid season two. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm right now. I've passed Zoom. I'm uh, right where he's just done the second time. He's gone back in time and he's all messed up everything and. He's just now explaining to the team that he's kind of messed everything up and their lives are messed up because of him. Oh, okay. Well, we won't say anymore because it, it gets good. It gets really good. Like that, the flash is my show out of the four, but I do enjoy legends. And have you, have you watched legend? Richard? I've watched a few uh, episodes with, you know, Deandra and everything like that, but I haven't gotten into starting it and actually watching it, watching it. Well, yeah. How far are you, Brittany? Season one, season one, like mid, mid season one. When when you guys make it to the second season, you guys will be. Is that what season they're on? Yeah, they just finished second season, and I mean, it is now. When we talk about Legends of Tomorrow, we talk about time travel. Oh yeah, that's all they do there, right? And it's and it and there's something that you you find out about Flash and about Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow that happens at the end of season two, which changes the whole landscape. And they said that. This these next seasons that are coming up, they are going to do a true four part crossover, not just where it's Supergirl, then the Flash, then Arrow, then Legends, all battling um, was the alien invasion. They're going to do a true true crossover, kind of like Super Supergirl and Flash did. Which brings up my last one, Supergirl. How are you feeling about Supergirl, Brittany? Dude, I don't even watch that one. <laughs> yeah, I, no, and I, 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 I agree with you on that, my Brittany. Least favorite. I just couldn't like I. Mm. I got to see some of her in the alien invasion part, and I just, wow. you know, I, I enjoy the Superman series. I just can't get into the Supergirl. Yeah. Now, Supergirl season two did a lot better than Supergirl season one. Season one was a coming of age story where it was more devil meets Prada. The second season, she she tries to, I'm not trying to spoil too much, but she tries to be a reporter like her cousin and that job doesn't work out. So now she's like Supergirl full time. So now you're getting to see a full time superhero. They don't like Barry's got the forensic lab. Ollie's got the mayor, which he was a full time vigilante before then. But now you're seeing somebody that has a higher purpose, I guess she feels like because she's come from another planet and she's a full time superhero. Dude, I didn't like the I didn't even like the acting in Supergirl. Man. You didn't like you didn't no, like I, I literally <laughs> oh watched God. it like there's some moments two, in three there. episodes and all of a sudden just scratching my head like what the fuck? Um, I think I think <laughs> I think because I kinda sat through it I'm more like this well, has gotten well, better. You're yeah. invested in it now. Like Well I was invested like see this is my deal. I'm like you have to finish it now because you're invested in it. I, if if I watch episode <laughs> one, I have to go through the season. There's not too many things I might put it on the back burner for a while if it's real bad, but I have to finish it, and that's just my OCD as far as that. But so, Brittany, uh, folks, um, Brittany, just let you know: don't watch Supergirl. Don't listen to me. <laughs> don't watch Supergirl. And, uh, <laughs> I definitely co-sign with Brittany and two against one. Don't take, watch it. <laughs> I'm taking an L right now. <laughs> the only time you need to watch it is seriously if you want to. No, I mean, prep. don't go off of my opinion. No, Brittany, it's fine. Stuff, you're just, uh, you're absolutely right, Brittany. You're you're correct. <laughs> we do not need to watch it. Just watch it if they're doing like a crossover. Yeah, yeah and just, just watch that one episode. <laughs> you're not missing anything. I will. I will say they did a Flash Supergirl crossover where it was a musical. 
because it tied oh, into my gosh. exactly uh, <laughs> like Grant Gustin and I think <laughs> Melissa Benet Benet and, and that was Nate, Nathan Beatty's favorite episode apparently so. Never mind. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. We'll come right back with more from the illustrious Brittany Chaos. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Elijah 5000. Today, I've got a special offer for you. If you like wearing badass shirts, original themes from pop culture, comic book, and anime culture from original artists, then use our promo code at checkout at www.riptapparel.com. Promo code Elijah Bailey Show gives you a 10% discount, so you're paying less than anyone else. Make sure to go get your shirt, look cool as hell, and stay ripped. And we're back to Oklahoma's favorite podcast, The Elijah Bailey Show. And it's also Brittany Chaos's favorite podcast. I feel like I can say that because you're on the show. Uh, and there's no, I don't have any other information. So that's, that is an accurate statement, I feel. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Elijah 5000 strikes again. That L I just took with Supergirl turns into a W. <laughs> so we just got off of the CW shows. What other shows do you enjoy uh, watching? Oh, gosh. So um, I do like a lot of British shows. So uh, mm. Doctor Who, Sherlock, yes. Top Gear. What about uh, Luther? Um, what about Luther? Top Gear was a shit. I haven't watched Luther yet. Um, I've got I watched so many shows; it's hard to to keep up. Like I actually have to have an app to keep up. So Luther's mm. on my list to watch once I, I catch up on a few other ones. See, Luther but, is um, is like Sherlock and House in one, just with a black guy, uh, just with Idris Elba. Hmm. It looks good. I'm yeah, on. yeah good. it looks good. Um, I've caught you know some of the Netflix originals like Stranger Things. Oh my gosh, yes. love the eighties. Oh uh, yeah, that is so cool. I didn't finish it, but I think oh, I watched like three or four episodes of those. So didn't that make you feel like a funny. kid again, like riding the bike oh, in the eighties? Yeah. And because I was born, we were born eighty six and eighty seven. But I remember those times where people you invite your friends. I take over. back. I did finish it. Yeah. Oh, you did? I did. Now I think about yeah, I'm tripping. Yeah, I did finish it because that's when she went down there and did all that other stuff. Yeah, 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 no, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> not trying to spoil anything. Yeah, not trying to spoil anybody. nothing, but that's when it got real. <laughs> yeah, but Stranger Things um, and what else? Um, let's see here: Bates Motel, American mm, Horror yes. Story, yeah. um, Orange Is the New Black, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. Oh, man, you're, you're speaking our language here, especially Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. That got me so geeked out. I cannot wait for that to come back on air. Okay, so who do we think? Is, uh, Jon Snow or Tyron Lannister? Who are we thinking is going to get with the Khaleesi? Oh, you just unleashed a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> My theory, um, I think that... Uh, I think what's going to end up happening, so, like, the, the man who built the wall, um, he mm-hmm. was a Stark, and he used, you know, obviously powerful magic when he built the wall. He also built, um, was, uh, the, you know, the Stark home. And who's to say that that isn't enchanted with magic and powerful stuff, mm-hmm. too, right? So my theory 
is that Jon Snow and Khaleesi will become an item. In order for any weapon to work in Game of Thrones, somebody has to be sacrificed. And I think it, what it'll end up being is either one of Khaleesi's dragons or Khaleesi herself will be sacrificed for the greater good of everybody. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. The, she just dropped To make the bomb. weapon work, which is, you know, the home of the Starks. Oh, wow. I like that. That is not because I know my wife read the books and she tells me about them, like, oh, well, you know, Khaleesi went off for several years to be a better queen and this happened. But there has been some talk and some uh, press events like this is going to be a little bit different going into these last couple seasons. So I think that is a good bet because we found out we went back into um, what was his name? What's the uh, brand? Yeah, oh, Bran. Yeah, Bran. He missed the whole season, but uh, he's he came back. He came back. <laughs> he came back to 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 go right? back into the past to see who was born and what happened. Yeah, and yeah. what made that? He's been nosy. He's a nosy little oh, boy. He's, he is. But <laughs> after, uh, man, I, I was sad. They fucked up Hodor's life. He, he that, really. That was the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was so fucked up, dude. I was yeah. sitting there like. Oh, His so hole. dirty. All he was trying to let you know is that he's going to hold the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you know that throughout all this time, I know I need to stay with you because I'm about to die. Yeah. And, and I be... do not want to forget what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. But they, I mean, that's hey, the look. whole. Uh, what were you going to say, Brittany? Oh, I was just saying that was such a heartbreaking scene. Like, I know everybody was like, no. Because, <laughs> you know, I called out HBR and said, you dirty motherfuckers, you <laughs> assholes. But, I mean, that's the, the beauty of the show, that it's very good storytelling. And they have these moments where you think it's low and then, boom, something happens. Like Littlefinger, man, I can't, I can't be too mad at him. Because his 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 game for power is very he's very elusive. That boy smooth. But but he he's he done fucked up a little bit. Sansa didn't she didn't want to give up that booty. <laughs> like I know you like my mom, but we we're not about to have this. You, you, we're not going to do this. And then she uh, had those the dogs get Rickon or no not Rickon but uh, uh, uh his name Bolton. Brent? Yeah. Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey. Yeah. Ramsey Bolton. Mm, and they which was it. just deserved, boy. I love that part. Mm. Yeah, that was good. That was well, well, well deserved. Well deserved. And John Stark stepping up to the plate and living after that bottle, after he's getting bodies on top. Man, if you guys are not watching Game of really Thrones. Good. Yeah, that was good. Boy, the giant died, which he actually died in real life. Yeah. Like uh, a I couple months after that. that. We talked about that on the show, but that show is just phenomenal. You have to watch it. I'm a little. I'm a little sad that they didn't do some of the story arcs that they do in the books, mm -hmm. like um, Lady Stoneheart, that whole storyline. If you don't know about it, you know, just Google Lady Stoneheart theories. Okay. That was because Lady Stoneheart is technically Catelyn Stark. Yeah. Who had her, had her throat slit, and she actually ends up being brought back to life. Um, oh. And she runs, like, pretty much like a justice system. So she's actually the one who takes out some of these people. But they just kind of, like, so the... The episode with the mountain when he's with all of uh, the mm -hmm. religious and he's trying to do, like, you know, right, there's a guy that shows up all in yellow that dies usually by the end of the episode. And he's actually one of her men. Mm -hmm. he, he works for her. And she actually helps restore the Stark name. But she doesn't speak because she had her throat so, slit and, oh, you know, before she died. Okay. So that whole story arc, like, I'm sad that they didn't dip into it at yeah. all because it was a good one. Dude, I like that. Yeah, the writing for this is comparable. This this has been compared to Harry Potter and Star Wars, more so Star Wars, because like we talked about yesterday, Revan 
and how his story has so much to lead into everything else that happened. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing. There's so many side stories, and it almost reminds me of Pulp Fiction. Mm. Kind of because oh, yeah, just to how all these stories that come together. come together, and I'm, oh, dude, there ain't, there's nothing like, uh, you know, getting that game on when Game of Thrones comes on. Um, so what we're gonna do now? We we can't, we cannot hesitate any any longer. DBS. That is the segment that we are diving into right now. If you're new to the show, DBS stands for Dragon. Ball Super. Now, Brittany, when did you start watching the Dragon Ball series? Um, I want to say probably back in 2010. Okay. And did you start with Dragon Ball or did you start with Dragon Ball Z? Um, actually, I started with a lot of um the movies. Oh, so, okay. like the okay. Frieza sagas, um, Cell, Boo. Some of the like movies I hadn't actually watched any of the series. My husband grew up a big Dragon Ball fan, and he got me into it and obsessed with it. Yes, um, good man. So yes. the first series <laughs> I've actually watched like religiously is is Super, but you know I do know enough about the histories and you know the timeline of how everything happened. And yeah, because if you come into Dragon Ball Super Cold, you are going to be lost. Because you won't, you won't yeah, understand any of Akira's... You won't, appreciate, you won't appreciate some of the stuff that's happened. There we go. That's mm-hmm. the word right there. You will not appreciate it. you got to appreciate it. So we were on episode 90 of Dragon Ball Super, but let's go back to 89 because you said something that was interesting, Richard, at the beginning of the show, saying that the budget, we could tell why the budget <laughs> on episode 89 was uh, suspect leading to 90. Yeah, I mean, I was. it's kind of a joke, but yeah, I mean, 89, the one when you know TM... They went to his dojo. When Tien didn't do shit. Yeah, just take a he took an L. <laughs> Which what that's what Tien does, you know. Tien used to be bad though. He Tien was the was baddest. Never that dude, dude, like stop. He, he was never. No, he that was because he was the besides Krillin and Yamcha. He was the only one to go toe to toe with Goku until he went and trained with Kami and came back and fought. Piccolo. How many years ago? How old was Goku? Come okay. Okay. How old was Gohan? Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, Gohan's a half Saiyan, half human. I'm that just saying. I'm just trying to put it like <laughs> nobody was good okay. back then. Like everybody okay, was yeah. just, hey, we're just we got powers. We're good at that time. They were know? good at that time. Yeah. And then shit and his trash shit happened. Man, <laughs> Krillin, I, I, Krillin kept see, his shit together. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I, I would I would think that when Goku with fought, all them, when Goku trained with Krillin, hey, hey, he hey, was hey, happy. Hey. When okay. he, looked, he, looked, he looked at TM yeah, like, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Ooh, yeah. Master Roshi, I want you on the team, but, but TM, I, I didn't even think ooh. about you. Chaosu, you ready? Look, you can got... we even talk about the fact that Master Roshi, like, slick being hiding all of his powers? Man, you know, everybody, was... like, training on the side, nobody know. Hey, <laughs> when you're immortal and you watch those Jane Fonda workout tapes, you got to get a workout in because he, he, can't, he, can't, he can't get no girl, so he's just frustrated. So exactly. That's why he's <laughs> swole. <laughs> But yeah, Master Roshi's hiding his ability from Goku to where Goku's finally like, hmm, you know what? You're my son, Master Roshi. I don't need Gohan anymore. You've been training that. <laughs> but yeah, he he stepped up. And the last episode, they had zombies that ran in the doors and shit and knocked them down. Really didn't destroy the town. But when you go to episode 90, that place looks like shit. Oh, so yeah. Obviously. It, it did get fucked up. Yeah, they, they ran into something else. And I kind of I kind of blame Goku on the aftershock of that Kamehameha. Cause I thought that's probably what really fucked up, up the town. Yeah, it yeah. seemed like he went a little excessive, but, you know, that's what Goku does. Yeah, that's what Goku. So, episode 90. Not caring. <laughs> he cares. <laughs> he cares and he shares them ass whoopings. That's what it happens. But episode 90, we go in and we already know that uh, 
Goku and Gohan are going to battle because of the preview. So they're all sitting down having lunch with Tien. You know, Tien and, and Master Roshi have uh, said that they're going to be a part of the tournament. And Goku says, Master Roshi, will you train me? And I'm like, oh, shit. We're taking it all the way back to day one because Goku arrived at Master Roshi's island before Krillin did. And Krillin came up next. So I was like, okay, Goku's going to train a little bit. And we're going to see Krillin in 18 and Master Roshi reopen the doors to the Turtle Herm- Hermit School. Next thing you know, old Piccolo and Gohan smelled that food and busting the door. Yeah, and, and Gohan, he was Gohan he had blood. Now, he okay. was ready for blood. Let, let me ask you guys this. Why isn't Mr. Gohan have his Clark Kent curly cue? Why doesn't he have that bang hanging down? What's what's going on? His hair keeps going back and forth. Well, well if you um, remember when he trained with, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but when he trained with the, the Supreme Kai's, mm-hmm. he had learned how to access his power without having to go in Super Saiyan form. So when he's in Super Saiyan form, when his hair is yellow, that's when he has his little bang. But whenever he's like accessing his true power without doing it without anger, his hair doesn't change. Mm. And that's well, what Piccolo. I think you're right, and I See, think that's what Piccolo really forced him on this past yeah, when they were training: is don't use your anger or exactly be smart. And you can't just be coming in here trying to, because that's what he did in the in the tournament of power. He he went out there with the old dirty hands wolf. We're gonna call him old dirty bastard. <laughs> he had the poison <laughs> on his hands, and he powered up to Super Saiyan. But his hair still looked like he was in school teaching math lessons. And then when he got with Piccolo and part of the sky, a little bang came down. And Piccolo said, "You know what, boy." You look fresh as fuck right now. Get that bang. Whip that bang. Whip that bang. <laughs> and so he shows up at the restaurant and like, Daddy, will you train me? And I said, boy, if this don't shut everybody up, this is true, Daddy, right here. I came out of you, Daddy. Will you please train me? And Master Roshi steps in and says, you know what? This will be a two-on-two battle. And I was like, man, it's Gohan versus Piccolo versus Goku and Tien. I, I saw Tien get bitch slapped by Master Roshi last episode. Master Roshi, you Tien sure you don't want to? took wanna... another L. <laughs> oh, dude, Tien took one hard because Gohan was chomping. And this was a Gohan we hadn't seen since, like, Frieza, when he got pissed off that Krillin got stabbed. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he, he took the fight to Frieza. He took the fight to uh, to Nappa after Nappa killed Piccolo. And so as soon as they said go, flew across the stage and punched Goku. You saw Goku's vein come out of his hand, and Goku said, boy, I'm going to whoop your ass. You're going to come and hit your dad like that? And Tien just stood back. And oh, we, yeah, Tien realized, Tien, you know, Tien sucks, but he ain't, he, ain't, he ain't stupid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he didn't even try to do anything because Piccolo, now correct me if I'm wrong, Piccolo had grabbed his shoulder and started powering up as soon as Gohan took off, and Tien just sat there and looked. Am I not right, Brittany? I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I was sitting there thinking that the whole time. I was like... <laughs> Why isn't anybody stopping him from powering up right now? Like he's just mm. gonna keep powering and powering and Brittany, <laughs> like, somebody Brit- go. Brittany, do you want to be the tenth member of, of Goku's team? Because at least you have common sense. <laughs> T is just sitting there like, damn, Goku, watch out, Goku. You, t- guys, why are you guys fighting so hard? And then what did Goku say? He said, Hey, worry about Piccolo. He said, Don't oh. worry about me. Exactly. Oh, and that was after he got he did take that's after he got hit by Go uh, Gohan. Oh, Gohan's new because I've never I've never seen that little bead before. I've seen uh Gogeta. It's supposed to be a, a, a uh I think the oh, information yeah. I was just saying was like it's a special form of a beam cannon. Oh boy. Yeah. Gohan I mean, I had, and I don't want to get too excited because it's been a while since Gohan's been rocking, you know, the orange uniform and it coming out good, and fighting. Though. Man, good. Well, when you saw him and Goku fighting before they had the one-on-one, how did you feel, Brittany? I mean, I feel like it's been a running joke for the entire Dragon Ball Super 
um, seasons or whatever that, you know, Gohan's been just kind of like a little beast. Like, he's just, he hasn't done much. He's, you know, all about his education and his family. So, you know, you've kind of expected this, like, falling short every time. Yeah. You know, so I was ready to, to see him, you know, access his power. Because in the older ones, you know, if I remember right, um, he they, they say that his power is as strong as, like, was it Super Boo? You yeah. Know, when he's in his true, when he's in his true, you know, when he's accessed his true power, whenever, what is it? Um, when he just yeah. fought Cell. Yeah. Because when he he opened it up when he fought Cell and became Super Saiyan two, which, mm-hmm. and this is this is an explanation I heard from. Um, it wasn't Geekdom 101, but another person that really studies Dragon Ball and they're an authority on it. They said that Goku did not uh, this like the whole cell deal goku's not a bad parent because he didn't just throw gohan out there i know you're rolling your eyes he said goku's deal is he wants to get stronger he relies on the principles that his grandpa taught him because he's still a country bumpkin he wasn't socialized but his deal is the long haul he said where piccolo took gohan and trained him to get ready for the saiyans is the same thing that goku did goku trained him knew what his potential was, and threw him out there because Goku knew that he could not achieve what his half-Saiyan, half-son could. Now, most people get that misconstrued, and then he goes into the psyche of Goku and all this other stuff. Well, when we get here, Goku get, uh, Gohan went to Super Saiyan 2 versus Cell. Then he went to Mystic Gohan after uh, meeting with the Supreme Kai on their planet and coming back. And the one thing that had stopped him from being the next savior was his arrogance because he was so good-natured and so intelligent and been socialized almost, you know, they're, they're referring to Goku kind of like a dog. You know, when a dog doesn't get socialized, it just acts all kind of ways. Uh-huh. Well, Gohan is the smarter, more educated and socialized version of Goku. So his normal process is that of somebody of the human society. Like, oh, well, it's not good to fight. We can solve this with words. We don't have to do this. But he he has enough power to where he's put into this warrior world. And he has to fight. So if he can which Piccolo trained him to over uh, to conquer his arrogance, he will be the next one in line, is what it's basically setting up and what he was saying. So now that we have Gohan that trained with Piccolo, and Piccolo gave the okay, so I think you're ready, uh, you know who you need to fight. They're, they're on this mountain, they fight. Gohan shoots Tien, which I was like, oh, shit, Tien's dead, so we really, <laughs> we really got to get somebody else. But Tien came up out of that crater, and he came down, and he... He was stunned. He was like, "Cutted the shit out of." I'm surprised his hand didn't. I thought it was going to be that Superman versus Joker and injustice, where he stuck his hand through his chest. I was like, "God damn!" Tien's logo is fucked up on his shirt, and oh man, he he knocked Tien out. Tien was looking like woozy winks. He was woozing. He was trying to do the tri beam. Couldn't really focus on Piccolo. His show couldn't, (laughs) dude. It was it was so bad. And I was like, man, Tien's got all these muscles. Got all these muscles and that bald head. Oh, Tien, come on. You you were in a debate to see who the strongest earthling was. And apparently it's Krillin was, was taking years off. I don't ever remember putting Tien in that category. That was you, sir. No, I'm talking about oh, I'm talking about in general. Okay, if we talk about the strongest, like without knowing that Master Roshi was training, you have Tien, Yamcha, Krillin, and Chaozu. So, uh, well, Yamcha shouldn't even be in that category. Yeah, but Yamcha he's a human. shouldn't he's, be in that category. Neither should Chaozu. But they're the only humans that fight. Because Master Roshi retired, even though he's like 200 years old. Then you have Piccolo, who's a Namekian. So and technically, you have both androids. And Hercules. Uh, they was reincarnating. They're popping babies out. So Yeah, that is true. 
So that changed the whole landscape. No, I just you got Krillin and the androids and Masaroshi. Tien got his past went away when the Saiyan saga. That's when his past he was, went away. He was the only human that could hold down Cell until help arrived. So that, that was the end of it. Because when, Cell just didn't care. No, Cell was trying to get out of there so he could absorb 18, remember? Krillin took 18. No, it's... That's what happened. You're giving Tien too much profit. No, Anyways, I'm not. I'm sorry. Tien ha- okay, so anyway, Tien got fucked up. He got punched, and he was woozy. And then they stopped the match, and they're like, hey, you know, technically the, the ring is gone. And Tien was the one saying, stop. Stop, please. No help. Don't. Don't fuck me up no more. While Goku and Gohan was having a good time, and Piccolo was ready. Piccolo was ready to just end it and show off this combination. And then Goku laughs, or he doesn't laugh, he smiles at Gohan because his son is finally meeting, you know, he can see the fire in his eyes. He's not arrogant, but he needs to test his ability. So what did you guys think about that one-on-one fight between Goku and Gohan? Because it pushed Goku. Well, I think it, I mean, it was definitely a, it was a good battle because you have to think uh, Goku's entire world revolves around being the strongest martial artist. And here is his son finally on that same path. Mm-hmm. You know, and so here it is, you know, he's wanting his dad. And then he busts out not only Super Saiyan God, but freaking, was it Kaioken? Now we don't know what times, but busts out Kaioken. Like, man, you know, and here's Gohan not even really changing his power level, but maybe a little glow of the hand. And you're like, and he can still handle that. That's so impressive, man. I had goosebumps, you know, down to the... The Kamehame High, like it was, it was probably one of the better fight scenes I've seen so far. Oh yeah! If, oh, if yeah. we sum up the ninety episodes, there's been a couple fights, none of them involving Beerus, none of them involving Frieza in the show. Badly. The, yeah, <laughs> you have to go to the movies for that. But the Android Seventeen versus Goku was a good one. Mm-hmm. Then Piccolo and Gohan, Majin Buu versus Majin Buu in the tournament. Boy, Majin Buu said, "You hurt Hercule," and then you know his 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 rage mode came on, and then he got in shape I like too. Zamus versus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one too. That was that, that was a really good one. The very yeah. that was the first start of badass fight scenes in the series when they went into that future arc, and then mm-hmm. and we've had these several. And now this one is Goku and Gohan, which everybody wanted to see. It's been so long since they trained together, since they fought and fought like this. Never. Goku was impressed with the first unlocking of his mystic energy uh, in the Boo Saga, but never got to fight him. Yeah, and so and the, the the cryogenic chamber whenever yeah, they were training in there, yeah, the hyperbolic time chamber when he was teaching him yeah, to be Super yeah. Saiyan, it was. I mean, this was phenomenal. But Gohan was just like, "I'm not taking no for an answer. And I want you to. I want you to see me. Don't don't look at the suit and say, oh, you know, my son's trying to wear my outfit, but see me yeah. for Gohan the warrior.' And I, I got to say, when they powered up, Goku hit the Super Saiyan two right off the bat, and Gohan his energy look. It reminded me of Hunter X Hunter. Because it was going up into the sky and it was waving. And I was like, man, what is the depth of his power? How did Piccolo help? Because this is the other deal. It's been one of the synopsis says that Vegeta senses this and Vegeta goes into the hyperbolic time chamber or the, uh, the, well, you can the see, capsule. You can see Vegeta assist it. Yeah. They he, showed him like twice. Yeah. It, it shows him, but they're saying that he comes out with some new powers of his own just with the limited amount of time. 
Oh no, it wasn't the spaceship. It was the hyperbolic time chamber. And it, it's like, why didn't anybody? Why didn't Piccolo and Gohan go into the hyperbolic time chamber? Why didn't Goku and them and get some more time to get ready for this tournament before taking them senzu beans and doing all this and wasting the time? Because we have a, around twenty hours left before the tournament. No, when did when he start? At the end, I think it's like what. It's um, like- Nine or four like, hours and thirty minutes. Uh, four hours, yeah. yeah it's but like, like at no the, time at the beginning because well, they still had to go find everybody. I know, and so we had to we go through this deal. Why didn't they use the time chamber? But in, in the same instance, Piccolo was able to unlock Gohan's power enough to get him to challenge Goku on that level. Well, uh, because Go, I think Gohan had it. Gohan always he, had he, the strength, and Piccolo is actually like a real trainer. Goku is not a real trainer. He just doesn't like to train anybody. He leaves that for everybody. A, else. I don't think he's a real trainer. I mean, Goku, from what we see. Goku loves to fight and push you, but mm-hmm. as far as giving you like actual strategic, like Piccolo does, I don't think Goku. The, that the type. only person that we've ever seen him train is Pan like that. He Oob and Pan. That's it. And, and Oob's training didn't and, come until GT. Pan yeah, was at the end of this series. Yeah, and that's so uh, that's not even canon anymore. Yeah, no, Pan is. Oob's not. Oob was GT. Pan was at the very end of Dragon Ball, where she had turned five and she was fighting in the tournament with him. And then Goku found Oob, and then they flew off, and that was the end of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, but they took that out. No. They, yeah. said, it's, they said it's leading up to that. It's leading up to meeting Oob, remember, because he's born now? No, I know that, but I'm just saying so far in Super, so far oh, yeah, with the so new far, canon yeah, line, yeah. Goku has not so trained are, anybody. That's what I was no, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except, gotcha. in, actually, when him and Gohan went in the hyperbolic time chamber, I think it was just more Goku was just fighting him. Mm. And with Gohan being a Saiyan, of course, their, their power was constantly getting stronger and stronger, but I think it was more of, Hey, Goku but was this like, was, you ready to fight again? <laughs> this was the second time he trained him, though, because he trained him when he was younger with Piccolo for the androids, remember? And then I remember that Piccolo led to training the, him. No, him and Goku, because remember, he don't do that bullshit. <laughs> it was Goku and Piccolo <laughs> training him, fighting in the sky, and then Goku was surprised because Piccolo had, he's like, he's not a fighter, and he does this, well, we've got to train him anyway. And so Piccolo and Goku are fighting, and then Gohan jumps in and starts fighting Goku, trying to get stronger. And then that leads to the hyperbolic time chamber. And then that, so far, that's it. Um, but it's still interesting to me. I think, do you think Gohan grew more with Piccolo or he's going to grow more with Goku? Like over the course of this tournament? Because there's still going to be things that they've, they've reestablished that connection to them training. And Goku's, you know, you, you're, you're finally here, boy. You're finally, you're <laughs> finally here. So do you think there's going to be more that develops between them and takes him to. No, I think that was our father and son moment. Because oh. now, now they all have to work together. Yeah, now they they have no time left. Now they all have to get together and actually start figuring everything out. After it, do you think any? Because with Gohan, no. After it, Gohan's gonna go back to you know hitting the mm, books. I can't. I hope not. Because yeah. we t- we know about the mortal levels, right? Goku and Vegeta have raised their power. Apparently, Piccolo has because he can hold his own with Gohan, which we know Gohan can hold his own with Super Saiyan Blue Goku. So that may, that gives us four people that have attained a god status. So it's raised the mortal level of that universe. Are we going to see more people like 18 or Krillin or whoever raise their status? And Master Roshi is immortal, so he has the ability to do it as well, to move this earth or this universe up a couple tiers. You don't think that they're going to have to try to fight Xenos' guards or anything like that at the end of the tournament to save the universe? Because I heard that things, Akira's doing things like that aren't going to... Did you guys hear about uh, Frieza yet? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so apparently some... This is what's supposed to happen. There's some bullshit where Boo goes to sleep. After all this training, he goes to sleep, and apparently he's going to sleep for two months. So Goku has to ask Master Roshi's sister, Baba to go and get Frieza from 
the home for infinite losers and bring him because he was golden freezer last time. So he's got a, that's another God level that can help them in this tournament. How do you feel about that, Brittany? Uh, I feel like that's bad news. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Well, I, I felt I, like I, I was, I was curious about that. Cause whenever they're like, you know, boo isn't doing good. He's not going to be able to be in the tournament in the preview. I was like, yeah. who are they going to get? You know, but uh, Frieza, mm, I don't know about all that. Because he's never, he does nothing for the benefit of others. He only does stuff for the benefit of himself. So I find it hard to believe that he would be willing to participate in that tournament what do you, what do you for Gohu. What, what do you think about his strength level, though? Are there any, oh, more, I mean, are there any past I mean, villains that could be stronger than Frieza? Uh, no. Ooh, okay. I mean, I no, like she, she, she's right. I mean, See, I, don't, I don't care for Frieza at all. He's taking too many. De- he's died three, four he times. He's taking way too many L's, dude. Um, and then, you know, I who can truly trust Frieza? Nobody. Like nobody. Nobody can. But this is the deal. I don't know if his deal is going to be being brought back to life or whatever. But I said that the only version of power up that we saw from Cell was absorption. Once he got to his perfect Cell phase, we didn't know where he was going because he made it to. He was a strength of Super Saiyan one. Then when he died and came back from a cell, he had ascended to Super Saiyan 2. He's got the genes of Frieza. He's got the or the DNA of Frieza, the, the DNA of Piccolo, and he's a strategist. And he's got Goku and Vegeta Saiyan DNA. So I was trying to entertain the possibility that he would be a better ideal candidate because we don't know. He, can, he should be able to still power up like all three of those beings. A Namek, whatever the fuck Frieza is, and a Saiyan. Do you guys do you guys yeah. feel like that should happen? Or? I mean, his power level matches those of everybody else. I agree. He wouldn't he wouldn't be a bad candidate, but again, a trustworthy one in no. that battle where you have to work as a team. Not a good choice. Yeah, and then for someone like, why would Frieza fight to save the universe again? Like I said, maybe being brought back to life. I don't know. I have being no because there's nothing like, for like, him because he's gonna get killed. Is Unless yeah. he wants another chance at Goku and Vegeta, which are like, okay, we'll take you up. Go ahead and get stronger. But, I mean, it's replaying the same song. If they literally bring, like, a hardcore, another Frieza saga in the first hundred episodes. Of Dragon Ball Super, dude, you're done. that's going to. No, I, I'm not going to say I'm going to be done because it's Dragon Ball. But I'm going to be so butthurt. <laughs> okay, what about this? Somebody said, what if they bring. And my, my choice, I'll tell you my choice in a minute. But what if they brought Broly in and made him actual canon? Because we already get the female version, but what if they bring him in? Like, there's another Saiyan that was said to be the strongest of all, and he's been training down in hell, and he was put in hell when he was a child. And, like, why was he put in hell? You know, because if you die as a child, you haven't committed any sins or any crimes yet, so maybe hell was the only place where they could contain him, and he had free reign to work for King Yama or do something. Do you guys think that's a, a viable option? Mm, like, actually bring him in the tournament? Yeah. Because he has no ties for good and evil. He's just super strong. Yeah. Uh, I don't it's know possible. about that one, though. My, it's possible that they could even go back and get Trunks, future Trunks as well. Yeah, that's yeah, what I said. That's what we, that. yeah, <laughs> I know. We, I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? My other one was Bardock. Since he is now in canon, the legendary Super Saiyan, we don't know how much mm-hmm. stronger he got because he lived by himself the rest of that time. Uh, so he has the possibility of reaching God mode since he was the first Saiyan. And he really didn't have... I mean, any training like Goku and Vegeta. So he has some unknown potential. That is true. I, I know. It's a stretch, but it's, I mean. You're, you're, you're beyond well, stretching. If you're, if you're bringing you're like, Frieza back, there's more people that die. So that you, stretched out. I just love Bardock. Stretch Armstrong right I now. I love Bardock. 
So okay, who would okay? So we said Trunks. That's that's a mutually agreed character that they could have done easily. And he, I mean, I don't know why they didn't do it. But is there anybody else in the DBZ universe that we know of? Because we already know Supreme Kai is a piece of shit for not knowing who is in his fucking universe that can fight. Yeah, everybody has to come mm-hmm. from Earth. So is there anybody else out there that we know of? Mm. <laughs> that's a strong. No, not note. that I can think of. That would be. As higher low, as high of a level as everybody else, that would even be worth having. Yeah. Okay. So, so Freeze is going to be our next game in-game player. Um, but other than that, episode ninety was just phenomenal. I mean, the fight. I mean, you would think that they would go into the hyperbolic time chamber to try to preserve some of the Earth since they're fighting at their utmost. But this was a great display of Gohan really becoming the warrior he should have been several years ago. And then Goku also having that establishing a connection, but also like, you know, team, this team of 10 is pretty legit right now. We got Goku, Vegeta, Gohan, Piccolo, who's super strong. And then apparently Master Roshi has been hiding his strength. He's a, st- a strategist. And then we got Krillin, Android 17, 17 18, 18 and TN and apparently Frieza. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, you guys got to hear us, hear me rant because I'm, I'm, I love Frieza, but come on, dude, you were the first. You dude. do. He was the first one. That first arc, that uh, Namekian arc, that one, that was one of my favorite ones. Besides, I mean, it was the first one they had to go sure. off world, and you had Goku go through the Ginyu Force. You had Goku training all the way up in space, almost dying. You had Vegeta you know, getting beat by the Ginyu Force. And you had all these henchmen that were getting just leveled out. Gohan powered up, Krillin powered up, and then no one could stand up to Frieza except for Goku. After training and then getting his body swapped and then getting out of the, the cryo chamber. So I like that saga. That was a very okay. big... Yeah, it, it, was it was a long saga, it but it set up the Super Saiyans. So, that uh, is true. That is true. All right, so what we'll do, let's take one more quick pause for the cause. And we'll be right back to round out this show and hear just a little bit more from Brittany Chaos. Thank you for downloading this episode. Here on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play Music, or whatever podcasting library you're listening to this show on, please rate and review. Those reviews and ratings help us tremendously. We thank you. All right, and we're back. Such a quick break. (laughs) <laughs> very quick so we talked about dragon ball super we talked about what we predicted and how we felt about the shows um i'm just i'm just excited for it um so you gave us a hint as to who your next character was it's gonna be vandal savage i think you said with the wings uh we we talked about the cw shows is there anything <laughs> is there a place where people can find your cosplay is there anything that you have any upcoming events besides uh and which, which one is it that's uh on memorial day um memorial weekend will be a, a busy one for me um i will actually um not only will i be attending alamo city comic-con here in san antonio but that friday um i will be at our local mall, Ingram Mall, for the grand opening of uh, the Saint Geek store. 
Nice. Um, so I'll be there for that event as well. So I'll go straight from the grand opening to Alamo, you know, and I'll be in uh, my Chola Harley Quinn that day. Nice. And then, nice. And then I'll debut my, my new one on that Saturday. And, and do you do the voices for these characters as well? Um, no, I'm not real good at voiceovers. I do try to play in little character mode sometimes, depending on, like, who I am. Like, if I'm Deadpool, I'm usually goofing off and photobombing people all day. But <laughs> it just depends on who I am. Um, every And then the next one after that that I have is um, San Japan, which is an anime convention here in San Antonio, which I always try to um, do a different Dragon Ball character uh, for that one every every time it comes around. So the one I plan on doing is actually um, Zamos in Super Saiyan Rose form. Oh, yes. nice. Mm, nice. Much respect yeah. for that. That is awesome. Richard, yeah. do you have any, do we have any upcoming events? We have the uh, gaming challenge with Red Six to Golden Corral. We go out and get some more W's, and that's happening June 3rd? Yeah, I think so. June 3rd, June 4th. So does that? Oh, it's June fourth. Yeah, Flashback Retro Pub. To shout out to Flashback Retro Pub, if you guys haven't been, it's a place where I think eighteen and up. Yes, eighteen to enter. There's drinks there, but it's it's outlined with different games, I arcade think, I'm games. I'm not sure if it's eighteen and up now. I think about it. I'm not hundred percent sure. All right, there's games lining the walls. You can play anything from NBA Jam to NFL Blitz to Rampage. We talked about this a couple episodes ago. We will actually be there with Red Six Golden Corral. There'll be five games if I'm not mistaken chosen and we will battle it out to see who gets the crown now this has been a weekend of w's for us we we are well accepting those l's but we know it's not going to happen nick johnson and caleb haldane you know what i'm gonna make l shirts for you you guys can wear that to flashback (laughs) just so people already know they don't i don't want them to get their hopes up but we'll be there june 4th that weekend probably around it's the evening six seven yeah i think so no it's really like six or five thirty Okay, yeah. okay, nice. So that's that's a nice little quaint time that we can be there. And I think we're doing a podcast after that, correct? I am not. Okay, well, I have I'm something not. I got to do, but. I'm uh, not either then. <laughs> if, if, if Buck's not there, I'm not either. Um, is there anything else, Richard, that you have to ask Brittany? Mm-hmm. Great job. Thanks again. Keep up the work and keep doing your cosplay. I think it's really cool. Oh, thank you, guys. Yes, we loved having you on. Thank you for joining us. And. One thing that I want to say to everybody uh, before we get out, and me and Richard give you guys the details, is we have our sponsorship with Ripped Apparel. That's www.riptapparel.com. You go there every day. They have three new shirts, and those shirts are on sale for 24 hours. So the normal price for the 24-hour sale is 13 bucks. Once the 24-hour ends, they go to a section on the page called Last Call. So that gives you another 24 hours, but the price goes up to $18. If you go to Ripped Apparel and you use our promo code Elijah Bailey Show with the W, you get 10% off. So you can buy those 24-hour shirts for $11, or you can go, if it's the last call, you can click on that, and it'll be 16 bucks. So you're always getting the lowest price available. Now they have everything from iPhone case or not iPhone cases, but phone cases to backpacks to posters. You always get 10% off anything that you purchase. Go through, look through their anime section, their cartoon section, uh, movie pop culture section, and you can get those shirts at a discount. That's just a little way that this show can help you out because I wear those shirts. I have a Goku shirt on right now as we talk about dragons. Nice. Man, nice man. I try. I try. But I try to get these cool. I mean, there's not many people that do this like ripped apparel does they take 
artwork from people that submit their artwork and they bring them to life and make them shirts and the people get a little bit of that profit for the time and effort that they put into drawing whatever the artwork is so i've got a doctor strange themed shirt i have this uh, dragon ball shirt i have a stay puff shirt i mean there's so many different things from my childhood that people have created and now you guys get a 10 percent discount on that so thank you ripped apparel for sponsoring the elijah bailey show we're also going after sponsorship with Crunchyroll and Funimation to see what kind of deals and discounts we can give out to you guys. You guys, you know, listen to the show, you download the show, you give us feedback. So the way that we can show our appreciation, which costs you nothing at all, is to go out and get these sponsorships that revolve around the things we love. And I know a Crunchyroll and a Funimation will help you guys out. Watch Dragon Ball Super, um, watch Attack on Titan, Berserk, and some of the other shows that we talk about. Um, other than that, where can people find you, Richard? Uh, Blackened Studios on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blackened Studios. You can also email us at podcast at blackenedstudios.com. Brittany, where can people find you on the interweb? Um, you can find me at Brittany Chaos Cosplay on Facebook, and you can also find me at Brittany Chaos um, on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email me at Brittany Chaos Cosplay at gmail.com. Mm. You hear that? This, this is professional speaking. I think there's a podcast in your future here with Black and Studios, Brittany. You could just call uh, in, do the show. I think I think you can do it. Uh, I, I, it's been fun. It's probably I didn't. Yeah, uh, you know, I had a blast today. See, Thank I'm, you. I'm trying to. We had a we had a blast too. Yes, I'm trying to speak this into existence, like the other podcast I have so far, because <laughs> I think, oh, man, I really want the way that we were talking about Game of Thrones. <sighs> I really want that podcast to happen. Um, but you can find anything and everything you need to know about The Elijah Bailey Show on Facebook at the official Facebook page, The Elijah Bailey Show. Go to Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And all you have to do is follow at Elijah Bailey Show without the W. That's S-H-O. Make sure to send your emails to Elijah Bailey Show at gmail.com. Now, if that's too, uh, what's that, encumbersome for you? You like that word? <laughs> like throwing that out. If that is too hard for you and you don't really like doing emails, go to iTunes. Simply subscribe, which automatically notifies you every Thursday when a new show drops. Rate and review. In that review, you can leave your comment. You can say, hey, I want you guys to talk about this anime. All you talk about is Dragon Ball Super. And it's because we love it. But we also talk about other anime and what we're watching and music. So you can send us that stuff on iTunes when you subscribe, rate, and review. And shout out to Podbeam for hosting. That's our hosting site for this podcast. Also, the Podcasting Smarter group on Facebook, OKC Podcast Community, The Extraordinary Journey of a Black Nerd Group, Black Nerd Problems, Black Nerd Squad, and... My Fancy Sports Talk, where I'm a writer on all things comic book and entertainment related. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Thank you guys for giving me the outlet to do what I do. I'm Elijah Bailey. And I'm Richard Tapper. And we just had Brittany Chaos on the show. And we will catch your ass in the next podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Elijah Bailey back at the end of the show with everything that you need to know. This week's podcast and cosplay of the week and anime and manga of the month are coming to you fast cosplay of the week is kawaii 93t she's oh my god i can't even speak enough about this cosplay we just talked about dragon ball super she's done vegeta cosplay bulma bunny suit bulma pink shirt sailor moon and a kakashi cosplay she's done it all she brings back those nostalgic memories of dragon ball z so please follow and find her on instagram and facebook and twitter 
And podcast of the week is Rooster Teeth Podcast. On a more or less weekly basis, the Rooster Teeth crew discuss gaming, films, and projects that they are currently working on. This is a hilarious comedy podcast, and you get an inside view of Rooster Teeth. They are currently on 428 episodes, so make sure to follow them on iTunes. Check them out so you get to know more about the Rooster Teeth crew. Anime of the month is one of my favorites, The Prince of Tennis. Follow Rayoma Etchison as he beats everybody's asses on the tennis court. And don't get me started talking about his daddy, the Samurai. Only one thing is more treacherous than the Rioma. It's his dad that looks like a monk wearing no shoes and whipping his ass in tennis. Make sure to follow and check that out. The links of this show are in the description. So make sure to click on that link. It'll take you to where you need to go to watch that show. Manga of the month is Blue Exorcist. I love this because there's two twin brothers that are sons of the devil, especially one that when he draws his sword, his blue flames and his tail and his ears come along with his fangs. He has to work with the Exorcist Academy and vanquish the very demons that are of his own kinship. Make sure, again, click on the link in the description to be whisked away to read this wonderful manga. Thank you guys. I'm Elijah Bailey, and I will catch your ass in the next podcast.